All right. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning thankful that we can study your word together. Father, I just lift up each and every circumstance that was mentioned on the prayer request list. Father, I pray that you would be with those who couldn't be here with us this morning. You know every need and can fulfill every need. We just ask that you would continue to be with us, protect us, guide us, and direct us. And Lord, let, let our ears hear what you have to say to us here this morning. These things I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to show you something. Give Tracy a minute to get that. Pull up those uh, those warnings. And I don't know if uh, if that can be shown Facebook, Tracy, but uh, if the Facebook viewers will see that. But uh, I hope they will. So <clears throat> I gave, I passed out some cards this morning. And it looked like for those of us who are technically challenged, it looked like a bunch of scribbly lines. That's a QR code. That's a QR code. This is very hard for you to see. Uh, go to the... Go to the next one first, uh, that one. So I knew this was coming at some point. Facebook, uh, we're about to get kicked off of Facebook, okay? And at some point, I will get kicked off Facebook. And the alternative that we found at the moment is called Brighteon. And that card that I sent all of them back there. That card that I sent, uh, passed out a while ago, it looks like this, is a QR code. You don't have to have the QR code, but you, it's easy. If you scan it with your phone camera, it will send you uh, to Brighteon, the link on Brighteon, where we can post our messages, where you can watch our messages, okay? It's not as easy as Facebook, okay? But I'm not going to stop preaching the Word of God. And there are people who can't come in person from time to time that still want to hear our message and, 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 and hear the sermon. And, and right now, this is our alternative. Okay, Now, here's what we need. Because Brighteon is not, and, and I don't understand this as well as, as my techno gurus back there, but the nerds in the church. <laughs> I hope Kevin heard that. I hope Kevin heard that. He'll hopefully he gets a laugh out of that. Anyway, we, we need everybody to go to this and, and play it in order for us to get enough views, to get enough space to put our stuff. It's like it's based on use. If that makes sense. It's not like Facebook where you just open up something and go. In other words, the more use we have there, the more storage, the more spot we have. So we really need everybody, if possible, to spread the word and go look at our stuff on Brighteon so that it creates us some space to be able to put our sermons and so forth. Does that make sense? I know I don't like it either because I'm not techno, but... We're fixing to get shut down. But anyway, I want, I want you to, 
I, 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 laugh. I, I knew, I knew, I really was surprised that I didn't get any backlash from the sermon on, on August the 15th, but I did. It just took a few weeks. Since your content was removed due to a violation of our community guidelines, because it's the first time, this is just a warning. But if it happens again, your channel will get a strike and you won't be able to do things like upload, post, and live stream for at least a week. Go to the other one. Is it the same? Okay. Well, I got news. Let me put you on notice, Facebook. It's not stopping. It's not stopping. People, we live. The day of persecution for the church, you're living in it. And it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. This country was founded on biblical principles and freedom of speech and freedom of religion and it's being ripped away from you right before your eyes. But what does the Bible say in Isaiah 55, 11? I put it out last night. What does it say? I'll, I'll read it to you here in just a second. Because my memory is... Uh... So shall my word that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void. But it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the things for which I sent it. Facebook, the government, or nobody else is going to stop the gospel from doing exactly what God sent it out to do. Period. Yes, Satan is going to try and he's going to keep trying and as we draw nearer and nearer to the end, it's going to get the, the attacks are going to be more forthcoming. But he has called each and every one of us for a time such as this. We were having a discussion at my house just a day or so ago about do we have what it takes do we have what it takes to, to, to stand in these times? Well, I got news for you. You absolutely do if you have Jesus. If you have Jesus as your Savior, you've got exactly the perfect amount of faith, the perfect amount of courage, the perfect amount of strength to stand in the times in which we are called to live. Because you know why? He's promised to give it to us. I want you to know those saints we read about in the, in, in the Bible, they weren't any better people than you and I were. God poured out His mercy and His grace and His courage and, and all the things that they needed to withstand the, the times that they live just like He will you and I. Just like He will you and I. It's easy to get discouraged. It's easy to get scared. It's easy to, 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 to think, oh, I just need to hide. I've thought a thousand times about selling everything I have and going and getting off the grid. Well, that sounds fun to me. I like that kind of stuff. 
But you know, you know what would happen if I did that? God would snatch me right out of there and say, I didn't call you to go hide. I didn't, I didn't call you to go get under a rock somewhere and keep your mouth shut. No. He's called us for such a time as this. And I want, I want to share with you this morning out of 2 Thessalonians, and depending on time, Matthew, but I want to start in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 this morning. I want the people of God need to wake up and realize that we are here. We are here. You say, well, I'm not telling you God's coming tomorrow. That's not for me. The Bible says no one knows that. No one. So all these you hear on television and other places saying when it's going to be, as Weldon put it on Facebook the other night, it's bull butter. Nobody knows except God. And nobody can foretell it. But what we do know from what Scripture tells us are the things that's going on around about us that line up with Scripture that put us in a, in a place on the timeline. We do know that. And we can be confident in that. And as each day passes, we know without a shadow of a doubt we get closer. Amen? So we know we're progressing on the timeline. But... But it is ever more important for us as God's people to realize the things that are going on around about us and where that puts us in the timeline of Scripture. Because once we realize where we're at in the timeline of Scripture, we can be wise in our praying. We can, we can be wise in understanding the things that are going on around about us and, and it keeps us from easily being knocked off course. Because I'm going to tell you something. Satan's swirling around trying to, trying to trip you at every, at every corner. He's trying to trip us at every corner. And, and we must be educated, biblically educated. The education we get in this world ain't worth a hoot. But biblically educate ourselves about the things of this world according to Scripture. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Now brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and the gathering together to Him, we ask you not to, soon shake, not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled. First of all, you shouldn't be troubled. If you are saved and you are secure in the salvation in which the grace that God poured out on you in your salvation, you should not be troubled. Not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled either by spirit or by word or by letter as if from us as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means. That's why we've got to be biblically educated. Because the deception is, is, is so um, sophisticated now. Satan's deception is, is man, it is, it is so sly. It looks good to the natural eye. It's appealing to the natural eye. 
But we got to be careful. We got to be careful. It says, do not, no, let no one deceive you by any means, for the day will not come unless the falling away comes first, and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself he is God. Do you not remember when I was still with you, I told you these things? And now you know what, what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. Isn't it good to know that God is restraining Satan? Doesn't feel like it sometimes, does it? Doesn't feel like it. He can't do one thing that God doesn't allow him to do. For the mystery of lawlessness, verse 7, is already at work. Would you agree? Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume the breath of his with the breath of his mouth and destroy him with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan. With all power, signs and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. Now, before I go too much further, I, I, want, I want to talk about this deception. There are going to be, and there are, men who stand in this pulpit, well, not this pulpit, hopefully, but pulpits, who claim to do wonders and miracles that are deceivers. And that is of the power of Satan. Don't be fooled. You say, well, you saying miracles don't still happen? I, I'm, I'm not saying that at all. God is completely capable of doing everything he did then, now, and in the future. But the deceivers, the false prophets... That are going that, that that are going to receive power from Satan are going to be man. You they are. I can't even put it into words. At what it's going to look like, and, and folks are going to think it's of God. It's not unless Jesus. It's done in Jesus' name and in the power of Jesus. And Jesus pours out that power, it's false. But, it, but the deception that we're going to get to see, and we are seeing, it's going it's to blow our minds. And it's, it's ever more important that we as Christians educate ourselves from, from Scripture and what, what Scripture tells us about these times so that we can be wise and discern what's really going on around about us. It's here. It's here. So well, I don't like to talk about the. the I, I'm not. This is not my favorite. Well, I, I can't help whether it's your favorite subject or not. You need to know the truth. You need to be armed with the truth. I don't like talking about the, the end. And uh, well, I can't help it. If you're going to be able to stand and, and, and endure and, and endure to the end, isn't that what God tells us that all we got to do 
is endure to the end, then you've got, you've got to know what Scripture says. And you've got to be able to discern what's going on around about you so that you can make wise choices and so that you, you, can, you can discern what's right and what's wrong and stand. Verse 9, the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs and lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie that they all may be condemned who do not believe the truth but have pleasure in unrighteousness. Now, I want you to, I want you to turn with me. Verse 10 says, And with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. I want you to turn with me to 1 Corinthians 2.14. says this, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. You think spiritual discernment isn't important? It's absolutely vital. And the only way that we have a healthy spiritual discernment is the Holy Spirit alive and well in our life. Verse 11 says, And for this reason God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. Look with me at Romans 1, 28. It says, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. Seen any of that? Verse 12. That they all may be condemned who do not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Romans 1.32 says this. Who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Straight to hell. Straight to hell. Verse 13. But we are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren, beloved, by the Lord, because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth, to which he called you by our gospel for the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren... Stand fast. Hold the traditions which you were taught, whether by word or epistle. Stand fast on the word. I told you a few weeks ago, the only thing that you can believe in the, in the world that we live in is the word of God. Amen. The crap that's coming out of your television ain't worth listening to 
or your radio. I hear people all the time say, well, you just don't know what the truth is. Oh, I do. I know exactly what the truth is. It's laying right here. As for the rest of that, that mess, ain't none of it truth. And, and, and it's being poured into our homes and poured into our minds at a rate in which, I mean, it's coming off of Facebook, it's coming off of whatever you look at, it's coming off the television, the radio, I mean, Satan has got, it's pouring into your life just like Niagara Falls. And it's all a bunch of hooey. The only thing that the, the child of God can grab hold of and know without a shadow of a doubt is the truth is the Word of God. And in the times in which we live, we must take hold of it. We must feed on it like we've never fed on it before. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you were taught, whether by word or by epistle. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and the God of our Father who has loved him and given us everlasting consolation and good hope by grace comfort your hearts and establish you in every good work, word or work. I want to be established. And in the times in which he's called us to live, that's, what we, that's, that's all we can ask for is to be established. But we have responsibility in that. We've got, to, we've got to be able to discern the trash and the manna. And, and we can't let the, the works of Satan around us corrupt our minds into leading us astray. The church has got to wake up and realize the times in which we're living in. Would any of you ever have thought that you would live to see where, where the United States government is trying to censor the church? I mean, real, realistically. Would you, have, would you have foretold this? It's been mentioned through the years that, oh, you'll see a time in this country when... Da, 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 I've, heard my, I've heard Daddy say it. Did I believe it? I didn't believe it. Just telling you the truth. It's here. They want to shut God's people up. There realistically could come a time when we have to meet in hiding. You say, that sounds far-fetched. Well, it doesn't to me. When I'm, I am watching the attacks on freedom and freedom of religion come at an unprecedented rate. Turn with me to the book of Matthew. I'm nearly out of time, but I want to read this to you. And then I, I want you to go back and, and, and read it. Because it all goes hand in hand. You say, well, you're, you're up here preaching the end time sermon. I'm preaching a relevant sermon. 
I'm preaching a relevant sermon. I, I, I want God's people to be aware of what's taking place in your life. Don't be fooled. Verse 20, uh, chapter 24 of Matthew says, Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to him, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, Not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to him, Take heed that no one deceives you. Do you not think that it... How many times have we heard that? Jesus knew that in the end times that deception was going to be so great that he warns over and over and his disciples and his apostles warned over and over and over and said, do not be deceived. He hammered it over 2,000 years ago. Do not be deceived. Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. Anybody heard of any wars or rumors of wars lately? For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. Any of that happen? All these are the beginnings of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you and you will be hated by all nations for my namesake. Is it any wonder to you why they want to quiet us down? It's because of who we stand for. It's because of who we serve. And it's because who is our king? Jesus. Jesus. The name above all names. You will be hated for his namesake. And then many will be offended. Will betray one another. And will hate one another. Does that sound familiar? Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. There's that deceive word again. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Have you, ever, have you ever in your life seen people treat other people the way they treat them now? There is no respect for one another. 
No decency. When I was a kid and you were in a funeral possession, you, everybody pulled off on the side of the road. Period. The other day when we had procession, cars just never check up. It's just common decency. But, but we have never seen, or I have never seen, or lived in a time where people have, have, have the attitude toward another like they have in this day and age. Cold. Inconsiderate. Listen next. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. The gospel will not be stopped. We can be censored. We can be shut down. But he clearly tells us in his word that the gospel will reach all nations. Every single individual will know who God is. So that they have to give an account on judgment day. To the ends of the earth. You think of the most remote places on this earth. That, that technology doesn't reach, that, that may not have seen he, another civilized human in their whole life, he says that the gospel will reach there and that they will know him and who he is and can, they cannot deny. That every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I don't care how much censoring they do. I don't care how much censoring they do. The Bible says it will not return to him void. Praise the Lord. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Word of God. We thank you that you gave us Scripture for truth. Thank you that we know where there's a place where we can go get absolute truth. Father, I just pray your mercy and grace be poured out on these people. And give them the patience, the courage, and the faith to endure to the end so that they shall be saved. We lift up our prayer requests. Father, you know every need. You can meet every need. We ask that you be with us, protect us, guide us, and direct us. And I plead the blood of Jesus over these people in this church. In Jesus' name, amen.